Welcome to Health Data Talks, where industry experts offer bite-sized tips and trends for managing legacy data. Thanks for joining us. I'm Shannon Larkin from Harmony Healthcare IT, and today I'm talking to Quentin Plumley, who manages part of our data integration team. We're going to focus today largely on robotic process automation, or RPA, and we're going to cover that today as it relates to legacy health data. So thanks for being here, Quentin. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so at Harmony, we decommission legacy systems for healthcare organizations, and we do that so they can reduce their legacy footprint, which saves cost and minimizes their risk. But we're also doing it so that they can adhere to record retention mandates, right? So they need to keep all of their medical data and images so that there's a complete medical record when it's requested by a patient or a law firm or an employer, whatever it may be. So talk to us first, Quentin, about the role that your data integration team plays generally in retaining medical data. Yeah, so what we do is we kind of ingest extracts or database backups or any kind of data that the client needs out of their system, and we build it to where it's digestible in a way that they're familiar with, something that looks like their old system, so they can look at that archive and navigate it and print things out in the future. So it's basically taking data and then manipulating it and then uploading it into our health data archiver product and making it look and feel like their old system to some extent. Right, which is nice. There's a user interface over the top of that data. So it's very easy for business users to log in, access the data, and like you say, do release of information with the data. So I know that Harmony is extracted and migrated and archived data for years, right? And we've seen hundreds of legacy EHRs that contain patient data, but some of those EHR brands can be probably a bit more challenging than others to get data out of, right? So what are some of the reasons for that? Yeah, I mean, I think the most typical thing we run into is documents that might be encrypted sensitive data. And if the actual documents are encrypted on the file level, that can be an issue. Or it's proprietary file types, something that was created specifically for large EHR systems. And the other thing we run into is sometimes there are front-end generated documents. So there's back-end discrete data, could be a bunch of numbers, and the application itself generates something that looks quite nice and the clients are familiar with, and then they want that in their archive. So Those are documents that sometimes we can't access through extract or traditional database backups. Right. So then talk to us about RPA, what it is, what it means, and the role it plays, you know, in allowing us to get at some of that really vital data or the images that might be trapped in these legacy clinical systems. Right. So RPA, or robotic process automation, as you said before, is essentially creating scripts, development to replicate kind of how a user might interact with an application, right? So in these cases where these documents are inaccessible via our traditional archival methods, sometimes it makes sense to replicate how a user might print these out in in discovery. And then we've basically will ingest a list of things. We need all of these patient IDs and we need these documents. And we'll run through the application much as a human would, but with script. So they can run all night. (laughs) Right. And so for these use cases that you're describing, what is a good example of where we use RPA? I think fetal monitoring strips is one one area that might be particularly challenging. 
Yeah, fetal monitoring strips, that's one of those things that it's a lot of data that comes into a nice kind of input-output view of that delivery. There are also, in some cases, you know, you have like large discharge forms that compile data from multiple different sources in that patient's chart to create one kind of unified document that has most of what you would need in that kind of discharge or in some cases discovery. So sometimes it's documents that compile information from different sources. Sometimes it's documents like natal strips where it's creating a view into data that we wouldn't exist otherwise. So it's nice that we have RPA to to get at this data that we need. What would the alternative be if we didn't have something like robotic process automation? Well, unfortunately, in the past, it might have been something that you really have to consider what's the value of these things to a higher level because you may have to employ people to manually extract these documents and it's a very error-prone process. And obviously human intensive and, and to be frank, not, not very fun, right? To hire someone to print out a hundred thousand documents is not a fun job to have. And the other option is possibly just not having them, right? So if the value there or an HIM professional may say this is within the reasonable expectation of archival, even though it would be nice to have. So lowering that kind of threshold of cost sometimes means that we can have documents that they really want, but maybe didn't necessarily need to make the very baselines of HIPAA, right? But but yeah, so it would have been a manual extraction or something maybe we couldn't do at all. Right. And so I don't think anyone wants that job of just printing those out. To put things in scope, what's an average size of a typical RPA project for document generation where your team would be involved with it? Right. So I mean, the smallest systems we see are generally around 10,000. You know, sometimes we'll have some one-offs that are lower than that. But a lot of these large EHR systems where they have proprietary document types, we could be looking at 500,000 patient records to well over a million. So it depends on the client size and the size of their EHR system, but they can get quite large. Yeah. Right. So then you just create these scripts, get these documents generating, and then I would imagine that can take some time for those to run. Oh yeah, that's one of the biggest things with this process is we have to understand that while it's faster than the human extraction process, it's still slower than something that we would do through a database process, right? So instead of running against discrete data, we're limited by how fast we can run on the front end of an application. And then, you know, one patient record, sometimes we might want one document. Sometimes we might need more. It might be a system that doesn't have batch printing yet or a system that doesn't have that summary document. So we may have to go in and print out 10 documents or something like that. Now, when you multiply that out by 750,000 patients or something, you start running into kind of like a math problem, right? So we scale that by having more worker nodes, right? But it is a longer process than our clients generally expect with like a traditional data product. So we get those data backups, you know, that's something that we can run pretty quick generally. But when we have to extract these things from the front end, it becomes a more arduous process. Sure. Now, what are some of, you know, it sounds like a simple process conceptually, but I'm sure it's pretty complex. Are there any limitations that your team finds that RPA might present? Certainly. And and like you said, what it's doing is very simple, right? It's clicking buttons and it's filling in boxes that you could train someone, a human to do it. 
but you're right. It is complex on the back and the technology is complex. And so there are some limitations, like if there's uh, cognitive logic, like if a human would know, well, this one feels right, or this looks like the one that we want. Those are things that kind of raise some red flags for us, right? Where I want more of, we always know that these patients need this something that's very black and white ones and zeros or mathematical, right? Because that's what a computer expects. And the other thing is incompatible interfaces. You know, we run into applications that maybe aren't navigatable logically, or we can't interface with if our scripts can't click and can't input data, you know, we can't automate that. So the biggest thing is sometimes you need that human flexibility and thought process. And then other times it's a very robotic process, right? where you're doing this and this, you're taking data from here, putting it in these boxes, clicking this button, printing out PDF, right? So very simple process to understand from a standpoint of training and what it's doing. But yeah, like you said, the process behind that, pretty complex. And yeah, limitations certainly there. So we have to look at every process that comes in and make sure, yeah, this is feasible. Right. So considering that complexity with the scripting or the coding, would you say that most hospital IT departments have people on staff with this kind of RPA expertise? I think some of the bigger systems might have it where they have quite large IT infrastructure, right? And they'll have plenty of people that are developers and that kind of thing. But many clients are smaller hospital systems or regional systems that maybe have IT infrastructure to help support what they need and run their EHRs. But custom development maybe not be in the kind of wheelhouse of what they offer. So that's something that we can really help provide to our clients that we work on and have that kind of experience with their EHR systems while having experts in that kind of automation process. Agreed. It's important work. So thanks, Quentin. I am so glad you joined us today. You gave us a good overview of RPA, you know, and how we're using that for our data extraction, migration, and retention work. And I think it's especially important with the final ruling on the 21st Century Cures Act, which ultimately is going to eliminate data blocking. But we need to ensure that all of the data that patients need to have access to is available so that they can get access to a complete record, which includes legacy data. And it sounds like for these instances where there's proprietary information, or encrypted, you know, whatever, when it's trapped in there, RPA is a great solution for getting it out. Yeah, so, it certainly is. And we're looking forward to more universal file typing and, and making things easier because that would, you know, expedite everything. But for now, yeah, sometimes we have to be more flexible with our extraction solutions. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, Quentin. Thank you so much for having me. Great. And to our audience, thanks for listening and join us next time for more meaningful discussion around the management of health data. That's it for this session of Health Data Talks. Check out helpful resources at HarmonyHIT.com and follow us in your favorite podcast app to catch future episodes. We'll see you next time.